greatest. Good morning, South Beach. Here we are, Fifth Street Gym Podcast number 15 with our special guest, Ivan Ditchko and his manager, Zia, two-time Olympian, undefeated professional heavyweight, 10 and 0 with 10 KOs. It does not get any better than that. That is very exciting and very awesome. We are right now in the midst of the Olympics, and you are a two-time Olympian, which is a lot more than a lot of people can say. Uh, there's even, you know, there's gold medalists that can't, didn't make the team twice. So uh, what was the Olympics like for you? You were in London, and you were in Rio. Uh, I, uh, I like Olympic Games in London better uh, than Rio de Janeiro. And what did you like about London? What was... Because I, wa- uh, I was young. And this was, uh, for me, his uh, first time. And uh, I, guess, uh, a lot of, uh, I had a lot of emotion. Sure, very exciting, I would imagine, coming out there for the first time. Uh, what made you, in the beginning, what made you first want to become a boxer? Uh, uh, and the first moment for me, it's uh, because I like the sport. I like uh, this sport for me. Uh, I want uh, to become a world champion. And first moment, uh, this is a tradition uh, my family. Ah, very interesting. How old were you started? How old? Uh, how old? Uh, uh, I start. Uh, to play boxing uh, 15 years 15 years old 15 years old and uh, you know it's funny just people don't know he's from Kazakhstan so he's doing the interview in English I cannot speak Kazakhstan and I cannot speak Russian so the poor guy is forced to practice his English here today um it's very difficult to do these interviews for everybody let alone in your third language uh nevertheless what makes you want to continue pushing through this very difficult sport. People don't realize how many hours alone you are, how much time you're alone on the heavy bag, how much, when you go out in the ring, even though you have a team, you have a manager, you have a coach, when you go out there, you're alone. Even if your mom is in the front row, she can't help you. What makes you pursue this very difficult career? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm, uh, I already to do it a long time, and uh, just I like the sport. I like uh, my deal. I like my business, and uh, because now boxing uh, is my life. I like. Mm-hmm. Do you ever feel alone? Uh, no. No. Okay, oh. good. Uh, uh, I like to be alone. Okay, <laughs> so it's no problem for you. A lot of people have a problem. Unlike many sports, if you play basketball, you can pass the ball. Yeah. When you're out here, you're alone. There's no one to help you. Uh, Zia, mm-hmm. you're his manager. Yeah. And uh, you could, you know, you're. I know you for a while now, and you're a very sharp guy. You're very intelligent. You speak many languages. Yeah. You could be managing a lot of things. You could manage a racehorse, and the racehorse won't talk back. He won't be late for practice. He won't get his girlfriend pregnant. Uh, why boxers? They have a very particular personality. They can be very difficult to deal with sometimes. It's difficult to deal with them sometimes. But you see, have you ever watched the movie Jerry Maguire? 
That was a goal. That was a dream, actually. But to be in motorsport. But I started from boxing. I've been in uh, football business before, and then I changed it to boxing. I met Elvis, you know, my partner in business and crime. And, uh, and boxing is a passion, you know. It's a passion. I love boxing. I love boxing. I mean, I like to train even, you know, by myself. I, I like it. So the goal is to make it multi-sport company, not only boxing. How did you meet? We watched him on 2016. I mean, I saw him even earlier, before then, that before I get involved in boxing, it was, I think, 2011 World Championship. It was in Baku, my home country in Azerbaijan. And that's where pretty much I watched all of them. Daniel was fighting there. You know, a lot of fighters. Usyk was there. Joshua was there. Majidov was fighting that time there. And that's, that's how it started. In 2016, we saw him and we liked him and we started working on it. And what is your favorite part of your job? What do you do that you enjoy the most as the manager? Negotiations. I'm sorry, the negotiations. Very nice. Um, people don't realize how much goes into management. Boxers even don't realize how much goes into management, even though they have a manager. Can you kind of give us a, a, an outline besides negotiating the contracts? Um, what kind of uh, work goes into, into the boxing manager? What does he do? your toughest negotiator so far? Tough. I mean, it's always tough to negotiate with the promoters. You try to explain them that this guy is better than that guy and why he's better. You know, sometimes the, there's a few promoters that that understand boxing, that knows real boxing, because pretty much all the jobs done by matchmakers. You know, but sometimes promoter is not listening to his matchmaker. There's a lot of you know, <laughs> you know, some of them, and the hard part is always to sell it pretty much we sell them, you know, it's sell the fighter to promotion to get the deal. With fighters, yeah, it's a headache too sometimes because they don't understand, they start going around taking different, different advices, that's most no, horrible part of boxing, never. always, you know that, yeah, <laughs> it's always like that, yeah, so that's the hardest part because you're working on it, like sometimes we're not sleeping because some people calling you from Europe, some people calling to different, different time zones and you, you need to be sharp. I think the attitude you need to have is they work for you, you don't work for them. Yeah, that's that works both ways. You know, like we are like partners in business. So right. I'm doing my fifty percent. You must do your fifty percent. But sometimes you are performing bad. Uh, let's say that I signed you with a big promoter, right? And are you guys with a promoter? Who are you with right now? Right now he's a free agent. Yeah, he's fighting. Like we're getting the fight deals for him all the time and keeping him busy. And you see, sometimes I'm doing my part, and he's not doing his part. He's not performing the way how you, he must perform. They, the problem with the boxers is that they always think that they can beat anyone. That's the problem. They don't want to listen. Not the trainer, not the manager. They, want, they don't want to hear all that. They're living in some world that he's... It's good. It's good. It's good mental part. Don't get me wrong. But it can Confidence be, is one yeah, thing. Good, but it could be dangerous too. You know, one time you will perform bad on TV, you're done. That's it. And so, some I've, I've heard promoters tell me to my face, I'd rather have your fighter lose exciting yeah. than win boring. Yeah. Because we're not going to have him back. Yeah. Uh, who is your favorite fighter of all time? Oh, uh, I know that I, I need uh, to take the 
battle from best heavyweight champion. Uh, I like Muhammad Ali's speed. I like uh, Sugar Ray Leonard's footwork. Uh, I like George Foreman powers power and uh, Roy John Jr.'s improvisation. This good technical. I like. Uh, I think this. For uh, fighters, it's interesting you say that. The first three fighters you named were all trained by Angel Dundee, my former partner, the the real owner and operator of the original Fifth Street Gym. Uh, and who's your favorite fighter right now that's that's fighting today, besides yourself? Uh, I think, uh, of course, Tyson Fury, of course, Canelo. But if you had to pick one, okay. Okay, good. Good answer. Good answer. And you've trained with him before. Yeah. And how how was training with the champ? Uh, I like I like uh, this training this camp because Tyson Fury uh, is always positive. Uh, for me, it's important to be positive uh, on the gym. Very nice, very nice. And your favorite fighter of all time? One million half. Because I like Roberto Duran, inside fighting, because he was, they call him like scientific in, uh, street fighter. So he was very smart. I like, I think I will stop on Roberto that's, that's Duran. A great, that's a great pick, arguably the greatest yeah. fighter of all time. Yeah. And right now, fighting today, who's your favorite? Canelo. Canelo. Oh, you like, know a lot of Canelo's. Yeah, we, Canelo's a big, yeah, well, big, yeah. His technique, the way of the thinking, he IQ. Daryl Spence. What's up? Manny Pacquiao. <laughs> What's that? Nothing's happening. <laughs> uh, Manny Pacquiao. Does yeah. he beat Errol Spence? It's a hard question for me. I mean, I mean, I still believe that it's a 50-50 fight. Everything could happen. Yeah. He has a huge experience. And doesn't matter if he's 42. I think he's 42, right? Doesn't matter, man is still there. But Errol Spence, younger, he has, he know how to box as amateur. Like, if you watch his fight against Mikey Garcia, what he did pretty much all six rounds. He was moving around like amateur, stopping him with a jab. But at the same time, he has a power. He's he bigger. Stop you. He's bigger. Yeah, much bigger. Yeah. I'm going to go on a limb. I think Pacquiao's going to stop him. Wow. That's a limb. I think that Errol will stop him in the end. Like oh, in the latest rounds. I guess we're going to find out. We also have the big heavyweight fight coming up. We have uh, Tyson Fury is going to fight again with Deontay Wilder. What do you think is going to happen? Tyson Fury or Deontay Wilder? Yeah. Fury. Uh, of course, Fury. KO? Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think... Uh, uh, this uh, will be like uh, last fight. Yeah. Do you think they'll ever get uh, Anthony Joshua and Fury in the same ring? Will they ever make this fight? I think uh, Tyson Fury has uh, better technique. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> uh, I think yes. Yes. Uh, after 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 our next uh, next fight, uh, Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury, uh, they will uh, they will be fight. 
Gotcha. Now you have as much experience as anybody being a two-time Olympian. You fought in many world championship games. You've done everything there is to do as an amateur. And now you're undefeated as a pro. Is it hard to stay motivated to train when these guys are fighting these big high profile fights, they're fighting for $20 million. Is it hard to stay focused or you have no problem with the, with staying focused and being motivated? I understand the, what I need time. Uh, and I do good work for me, and uh, I'm proud with my work, with my job. Gotcha. And you find it ever to be boring? <laughs> no. No, that's that's great. I mean, they say if you love your job, you never have to go to work. So uh, that's that's unbelievable for you. Um, do you find the day-to-day monotony of the schedule of fights being postponed? Do you does that get to you? Yeah, yeah, of course, because it gets him first. Yeah, and it's like you know, it's like a wave. It's coming to me after that. Yeah, of course, because you want your fight. Because he's training, he's in the camp, right? The last time, three times his fight was postponed, three times, and he he started training for in January, and he just fought in July ten. You know I mean? Yeah, it's a long camp. Yeah. At what point do you or him do you think that he'll be ready to, to fight a top five, top ten guy? How long? For me, I think that he needs still like five, six fights. So we will be more confident and he will be more confident in himself, you know, because you can't rush yourself with the heavyweights. It's, there's a, as you know, it's a building stage. It took sometimes like a five years, four years to build the fighter. Like, I mean, especially heavyweights. Because it's a different than building other guys, you know, more lighter guys, little guys, let's say. So I think like five, six fights, he will be ready for some good name. His record already has some very experienced fighters. He's fighting guys with, you know, triple the fights that you have. Uh, when you get in there, your, your, your size, your strength, your athleticism, obviously is enough because you're 10-0 with 10 knockouts. Do you notice how experienced, can you tell? When you're looking at these guys, how experienced they are, do they bring something different to the ring? Uh, I think it's uh, not now. I know. Not now. Uh, uh, I want uh, to fight with better fighters in the future. Gotcha. Gotcha. So we just announced recently Virtuous Boxing. These are obviously not for you, but Virtuous Boxing is going to start setting you up with new shoes for your next fight. So they're on order. They're coming. Uh, they are handmade in Italy. And Donato Di Martis, one of our coaches here, is the designer and CEO of the company. Equipment. Do you have any preferential, like what equipment do you like the best? Uh, you, you know, I'm sure you've had Winning and Everlast and Reyes. You've had all the brands. Is there something you like better than others? For me, uh, 
the main thing for him is that it's comfortable. Yeah, it must be a comfortable. Of course, of course. So um, these are going to be made just custom for you, so they're going to be the most comfortable. But as far as gloves go, do you have a favorite glove do you wear? Most comfortable? No. No. I, yeah, I mean, how many, not many gloves can even fit for that matter. Um, so, uh, go ahead, Tom. Okay, have you ever been hurt? Sparring or in a fight? Have you ever been hurt? Have you ever been wrapped? Have you ever been shaken up? Sparring, of course, of course. This is I am heavyweight. Uh, but uh, I think uh, that I am technical boxing. And I have uh, now a little bit experience, but uh, I can't, I can't uh, fast recover. Who's the hardest that's ever hit you? Who have you been hit by the hardest? Amateur, pro, Olympic, sparring? Sparring, yeah. I have... Uh, one lost in amateur boxing. Joe. Uh, uh, What's his name? It's not a she. <laughs> it's a he. Actually, he's fighter Magomed Rasul. Oh, your so, teammate. Oh, that's yeah. what's okay. That's no problem. That's yeah, great. Yeah, he's a one time. When no, no, he's he's it definitely was, yeah. yeah. He's a hard hitter. That's that's for sure. How do you say? Majidov. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's unbelievable. So we also have our my sidekick here. Here he is, Patrick Healy from the Pod Matrix, and uh, he's a big boxing fan. Does a lot of interviews, and here he. Where is he? Yeah, I'm just gonna stand between you guys. You have some questions for the champ or his manager? Yeah, I got some questions for Ivan. I got some questions for his manager. Um, But starting with Ivan, two things that I'm really curious about as a boxing fan is: Have you changed your game from the amateur Olympic level to pro? Like, do you change the way you fight, or do you fight the same? I know you mentioned you're really technical, but talk to us a little bit about your evolution from amateur to pro. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't change my style, but uh, new exercise uh, and uh, prof- uh, for me, professional boxing is hard sport uh, and business <laughs> and business so uh, the mental side of it is different uh, uh, here's uh, a lot of rounds uh, here's uh, other other different pace different pace yeah and strong punches yeah. Smaller gloves. Yeah. Yeah. More to deal with. And then the other question I had for you is a fellow countryman of yours, Triple G. Talk to me about him because he's such a legend in the sport of boxing. Um, you know, of course, comes from where you come from. Is he an inspiration for you? Um, a guy that you want to try to, like, get to his level? Um, because there's a lot of fighters from your area of the world that um, have a lot of success. Uh, just uh, Triple G uh, he's first guy who who has become world champion from Kazakhstan and 
we watch it and uh, uh, we understand that we can do it too. Yeah, because you once one guy does it, you know that you can do it yeah, too. Yeah, uh, it's like it's possible. Right. I have a question. When you are, you had a hard day of sparring, you had a hard day of training, you go to sleep at night, you wake up the next day, your body is sore, your lip is swollen. It's time to wake up and do it again. What do you tell yourself to make sure you get up and do it again? Uh, just, I'm happy. Okay. All right. <laughs> he doesn't want to be a boss. <laughs> I like it. That's a, that is a great answer. I'm going to try it tomorrow morning. Because sometimes I don't feel like getting out of bed either. Uh, so that, I think that goes for everybody. I think no matter what your walk of life is, it's hard. But yours is extreme. I mean, it's tough sometimes to go to the office. It's tough sometimes to go to your job. It's tough for me to hold pads for these hard punchers. But to go there and know the punch isn't coming to your hands, coming to your face, is, is very tough. It takes a lot of internal motivation and fire. And it's impressive that you, that you stay consistent all the way through the amateurs to have an undefeated record. As a manager, is getting him to 20-0 and 0, is that the magic number where he can really make money or, or it's not as important as it used to be? Know, it's not even about money. 20 and 0 is about that experience, you know, every time to change the level of the opponent. So, yeah, we will know that, okay, so he's ready for big fights and now he's ready to make that big money because it's not even about making it. It's all about maintaining it. You know, it's not like to be, the goal is not to be one-night champion. The goal is to be there, reign there, you know, like be like real champion, heavyweight champion, like Klitschko did it. You know, yeah. For so many years, he was the champion of the world. Klitschko was a smart businessman yeah. because I mean, he lost uh, Ross Purity, he lost to Cody Sanders, and he came back and he had, what, 10, 15, whatever yeah. defenses. Yeah. So it was very smart. That was the business aspect of it. But he basically fought somebody his size and, you know. Oh, he he was, yeah, and he was a lot older at the time. Yeah. But nevertheless, um, so if I could hop in real please. quick again, I just have a question for you as a manager in boxing right now. It's such an interesting landscape, right? You have all these different networks, all these different promoters, new people trying to get into the sport for you in guiding Ivan's career. Like, how do you determine where you want to see him fight next on certain networks or work with certain promoters? Like, how do you determine what is best for your fighters? You see, everything is changing now. Landscaping of the boxing is changing. And there's no, like, answer, oh, I want to go there. Because every promoter has something, something different from others. I like top rank because they can build prospects. But that's it. But I don't remember that they do a very good job with heavyweights. That's another thing, you know. Matchroom boxing is different. They have their own some pros and cons, you know. And TV perspective, of course, everybody wants to be on ESPN, on Showtime, on big TV platforms, so people can, you know, recognize you. But now, as you see, the Thriller. Thriller making the shows, it's another platform, and I'm happy that they get in, because it's a new, new generation of fans now for boxing, you know. And, of course, every manager, I think, they want to see their prospect in some big platform, like on Showtime or ESPN or on Fox. So would you commit, let's say, four or five fights from now, would you commit to a promoter or would you still kind of shop it fight by fight? M maybe uh, after two fights after that, 
who will talk with promoter because we must have some leverage to talk with promoter. But do you marry do you marry yourself to a promoter or do you not? A short term deal, long, long term? I mean, yeah, we will sign a contract definitely, but not like a long contract like five years, five plus two or you five. Can't, you freeze the max. Yeah, anyway. three and that's it. Maybe two, it's options. okay. Yeah. Plus one option, maybe two title fights, okay, that's enough. Because once you're stuck there for five years, six years, that's a horrible thing to do. And plus, like you said, the landscape changes so fast that heavyweights are huge right now because of the fighters. Then it could go to, uh, and each promoter has a little set of what they do, and it changes fast. So you can sign with a guy today, and you know, he's young. He's got four or five years, and three years is completely different. It's different, yeah. That's what's interesting with the heavyweights right now, too. Like you mentioned, Tom, like it's so hot right now. Like the Tyson Fury Wilder trilogy, to my knowledge, I believe the two fights prior are also heavyweight matchups. I think Adam Kipnatsky and Dubois might be on that card as well. Um, So they're really trying to stack those heavyweights in. And that's what fans want to see, I think, because they want to see the big guys go at it. They want to see violence. It, it's supposed to be a foul juggle with Frank Sanchez, I think, too, on that card. Yeah. And I mean, as heavyweights go, boxing goes. But yeah. heavyweights are doing it's great. Everybody's interested. Everybody's doing great. Uh, the is. baddest man on the planet is always the heavyweight chamber yeah. of the world. And this is, I don't know, if you ever watch this, it's stupid. It's supposed to show you how stupid these people are. You had Joshua's undefeated. All these people are undefeated. They would have made millions and millions of dollars. But they couldn't put the fight together. Joshua's lost, Wilder's lost, and Fury's the ones undefeated. But when they were both undefeated, they used every excuse in the book, and he says it all the time to the promoters. Which leads me to believe, are they really that smart, these people? I mean, think about it. Yeah, two hundred millions of dollars, they both we, lost. Actually, I was waiting that fight so much, meaning that Dante Wilder, Anthony Joshua, when they were undefeated. It was like a dream fight. It would have been a hundred million dollar fight. Easily. Yeah. yeah. Well, sometimes the promoters do something different. I mean, it seems like uh, they seem to be intelligent people. They're very successful. They're a lot more financially yeah, successful than, than I am. Yeah. That being said, I think it's their greed. I think that they, they think that if they get a couple more fights, a couple more wins here and there, they can make it a $200 million fight because I, I just think greed gets in their way. And maybe they try to protect that fighter because you know that. You know, he will bring them more and But they more both and more lost and anyway. Yeah, they, they lost. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, they lost anyway. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I often lost to a 208 pound I mean, I know he's a great fighter, but great energy. But look, you look at the two of them, lost to a bad guy, <laughs> basically Wilder lost yeah. to great fighters, but the two of them would have been a, just a great fight. It may not even, may not even ever happen. Uh, but, yeah. but what do you guys think about Usyk now versus Joshua? I mean, Usyk was an Olympic gold medalist, amazing amateur background, had a, a you know, undefeated stint at cruiserweight. Now he's fighting Joshua. Like, Ivan, do you think with his skill set, you know, he's coming from a similar uh, part of the world, has he got a shot against Joshua? He's going to be a much smaller guy. Um, I think this is, uh, this is a hard question for me because I know Usyk is very, very technical boxer. Did you ever spar, you said? Did you ever spar? Uh, in amateur. Amateur. Amateur, a long time ago. And, uh, but Joshua is big fight. Big fighter. Big fighter. And I think uh, Joshua will win. 
I mean, you, uh, it, it seems like that the judges won't let Joshua lose unless he gets knocked out. Of course. So there you go. He's going to he's gonna have to shoot him to beat him. Is it difficult fighting a shorter guy? Sorry. But Usyk has chance. Yeah. Chance, maybe a split decision. Yeah, that's a good question. You're 6'9 yeah. and 240 pounds. You have, sometimes you have to fight shorter heavyweights. Is it difficult to fight a short heavyweight? Uh, or just weird? It's all depends. It all depends on the style of the fighter. Yeah, if he's good enough or not. Um, do you have a... Do you prefer a style? Is it good for you to get another technical fighter? Or you like to fight brawlers and just outsmart them? Yeah, interesting. Very good. Okay, any more questions, gentlemen? Oh, you have the champ here? Maybe wrap it up with some talk around the Olympics currently. I know, is there a Kazakhstan guy right now? I think I saw him maybe fighting for the bronze medal. Um But maybe, what are your thoughts on the Olympics right now? There's been some controversy around the judging. I know that's always a popular topic. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, give us your thoughts on the Olympic scene right now. Maybe some guys you know that are uh, still fighting and, and looking to get them out. Olympiade, Olympic boxing, maybe someone you know. Oh, for me, for me now, it is not only pro boxing. And Uh, not only watching it, so I watch uh, on yeah. Instagram. Yeah, uh, but one uh, uh, both fight. Gotcha. So uh, they they changed when you fought in 2012. Did you have headgear? Did they wear headgear in 2012. What? In, in in London, did you wear headgear? Uh, in London. Uh, yes. Yeah, and in Rio, no headgear. And what do you think about them to make that change? It's good or bad? I like with no, uh, without. Without, yeah. If I was as tough as you, I would like without as well. <laughs> did you, when you were 2012, did you meet Muhammad Ali? Because he was at the Olympics in London. Did you get a chance to beat him? No. I watched it. Uh, I watched it uh, when he uh, did it all. Yeah, he fired up. Yeah, yeah. 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 It, was, it was very emotional. Yeah, of course. It's Muhammad Ali. Like, they all grew up on him, you know. All the, especially the Soviet Union fighters. He admired him like he was for them. God. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yet he's an idol of everybody's. Yeah. Yeah. Do we have any Azerbaijanians coming up? Well, we were thinking that will be heavyweight, but he lost to his second fight in Olympic Games. It, it, it was a very controversial Tomorrow. decision, no? No, no. I'll be honest with you, these Olympic Games, the judges and all that, perfect. Perfect. 2016 was controversial, 12 was controversial, and every Olympic before. And the reason, because AIBA is not in charge. The Olympic Committee now runs it. So it's different. It's very unpredictable, but that, that's nice. That's beautiful. More fair. Yeah. yeah. American fighters now in final. Kishon Davis in final. Before, they will never make it. Yeah. But we've won a gold since 2004. Yeah, since Andre Ward. Andre Ward, yeah, yeah, very good. The last one was Andre Ward. Very nice. 
gentlemen, questions? Okay, so here we go. This is uh, our little wrap-up, uh, another great episode. These guys are in the trenches in and right now live in professional boxing with an undefeated heavyweight, 10-0 with 10 KOs. Uh, make sure you follow him. Do you have an Instagram? Yeah. What is well, it? Tell everybody. Ivan Dichko. Ivan Dichko. Oh, Zia, do you have one? Yeah. Zia Leaf. Spell it for us. Oh, Z-I-Y-A. A. L I Y E V. There you go. So if you're an up and coming, if you're an up and coming fighter, you can message him. Yeah, we'll put it in the in the bio. But if you're an up and coming fighter, you can you can message him. If you want to give him some encouragement, send him a message, and you can follow me at Dino Fifth Street Gym. One one word, no spaces. And Tom runs the um, Fifth Street Gym Instagram. And don't forget to follow our YouTube page. Subscribe. Click. Send comments. We don't get enough comments from you guys. There's, oh, there's almost a thousand of you right. now. We want to hear. I'm sure I'm saying some silly stuff you guys don't agree with. So, uh, so you can bust me out. But be, be nice. A big volleyball for yesterday. Volleyball Australia, Australia versus the U.S. Who won that? I don't know who won. Oh, Australia lost. They got like killed. Did you know that? <laughs> no. The U.S. really beat Australia bad. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, on that note, uh, don't forget the new episodes always drop on Wednesday. We'll see you on the gram. Ciao for now. Go USA. I am the greatest.